Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Ryan DeChance, the Director of Discovery at The Gromit. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us today. Happy to be here, Roy. So Ryan, we've had a lot of our clients, you know, use the Gromit, but I think it'd be really interesting if you can give our audience a little bit about your background and then tell me a little bit more about the Gromit and what you do there. Sure. So I might do that just in the reverse a little bit. I think people will be more interested in the Gromit, but the the Gromit is a discovery platform for new to market innovative products, whether they come from small businesses, totally, you know, we kind of run the gamut as far as the kinds of makers that we see. So we have people who are kind of creating products in their garage and and trying to solve their own problem. And then you've got on the other side of that, on the total opposite side, is well-connected uh, individuals who are who have a diverse set of products that might also have an international distribution network. And so we're, we're looking across the globe, mostly through the internet, but also trade shows, blogs, crowdfunding platforms, to find these unique and distinctive products that we think are game changers, right? Think about Fitbit, Bananagrams, SodaStream, uh, Mrs. Meyer's cleaning products. Some of the these are some of the early products that became household names over time, and that's that's part of the vision of what the Gromit is offering. Right, come find tomorrow's next big idea. Discover what's next. Yeah, so that's why I think there's such a great tie-in here with our audience, specifically on the crowdfunding side. Is you know, again, we've had a lot of our crowdfunding clients launch or launch after on the Gromit and see great success in terms of the overall exposure that the Gromit can do. I I saw an interesting stat on Joanne's LinkedIn profile, the co-founder of the Gromit, Mm -hmm. that one in 200 Americans are Gromit supporters. I'm assuming hopefully that number's, you know, increased. (laughs) We're getting there, right? These things don't happen overnight, as I'm sure many of your your listeners and, and even people you've spoken with know, right? It's we're, we're still developing our recognition. And we're doing that through a number of ways, not just through our consumer platform and, and heavy digital marketing and, and general marketing efforts there, but also through a wholesale platform and, and also with a close relationship with some of our retail and investment partners. Yeah. So Ryan, you and I met along with Joanne at the Make 48 Season 3 filming Mm -hmm. uh, at the Stanley Black & Decker Makerspace. We were talking about that with Ace Hardware. And I know last year Ace Hardware invested in the Gromit to become like a close retail partner. Can you expand on that in terms of tying, you know, the web platform to a physical presence now? 
Absolutely. So in, in 2016, Ace became a, a retail partner of the Gromit. We, we've had a wholesale division of our business where we're connecting our independent entrepreneurs or, or unique products to our audience, but then reconfiguring that website to then connect our products to independent brick and mortar retailers, Main Street retailers. So think about your mom and pop boutique uh, or main street shop, uh, gift shop, independent garden center, hardware store, kitchen store, whatever it might be. And then kind of sprinkled in the mix have been some larger retail partners as well. And so Ace came in looking for some turnkey solutions for their retailers with the beauty of that platform, their platform is that they have 5,000 independently owned and operated stores. So they also have this series of entrepreneurs that they stand up for and represent. So we thought, okay, here's an opportunity to mix small plus small and make big opportunities, right? Our independent entrepreneurs, ACE's independent store owners and entrepreneurs, and then using that collective buying power to make an impact for our makers. So that relationship continued. We saw some very nice traction with a 200-store test and rollout during the holidays of 2016. In 2017, they actually became a close retail partner. Uh, Not just a retail partner, but they became our our sole investor, which has been a new opportunity, not only for them, but for us. Right now, we have a greater connection to our home market, the US market. Um, We have a greater opportunity to help our makers succeed, which is our mission. Our sole existence for being on this earth is helping them succeed. And also, we're we're helping Ace be a little bit more competitive in in their space, in the home improvement and hardware space, um, helping them to find you know, they're looking for the the next Yeti, the next big green egg, the next big American brand. And so that's that's what we're doing. We're testing these products on our platform, validating them, creating success on our on our digital platform, and then making rec- the recommendation to Ace to bring them into their stores and to invest in this product to become a brand within their own doors. What is the decision process look like to see if a product is a good fit for the Gromit or Ace? Sure. So it it still starts with the grommet. If a product is not a fit for our platform, we might pass on it altogether. But uh, we also might make a recommendation to Ace if we think that it's something they should pay attention to. Our normal process for looking at a product is to pitch the product, kind of first vet out the product in our own conversations with the makers. So I've been fielding calls from makers from all walks of life on a regular basis. That's my core job. And then pitching those products to my team based on the ones that I think could be successful on our platform. And then from there, we have a we have a, a pretty interactive discussion around why a certain product might be right for our audience, right? What is its rationale for being? What is, you know, what's what kind of traction has it had before? Is it a totally new idea? Is it sort of a Fitbit in that it's a, a total um, a market creator? Or is it Maybe an existing, maybe it's solving for an existing problem, but doing it a little bit better. So we look at where that kind of fits. Is it a gift? Is it a problem solver? Is it, could it be a good fit for just our work with Ace Hardware? And we test it out, right? With just general infield testing of, of do we think that this is, um, could this be successful? Could this be a fit for what we're doing? Uh, if we think that we can create a, a, a positive and, and, um, good experience for our customer and it makes sense from a business perspective to launch the product, then we will. We'll go through our normal launch process. It takes about two to three months to get something on site. Our methodology is to launch one product a day, just one. And so when we do that, we're creating this hyper kind of high level or kind of hyper deep dive into who, you know, who's creating this product, what why are they creating it? What's the problem they're trying to solve? And why should our audience care? Kind of like it's kind of like, you know, you want to know where your food comes from, right? 
who's making it, what are the practices they're using to make it? Is it organic? Is it not? Have they used antibiotics or not in the meat? In many ways, it's sort of the same thing. Our audience just happens to be interested in where their products come from and, and knowing why they should support them. So what are some of the most important factors that play into a product's chance of success on the grommet? It's an interesting question. I Important factors would probably include the product's ability to scale, right? There are, are lots of instances where we launch a product and we're surprised too, right? We're not always, we're not always going to know in our, in our uh, crystal ball what's going to be successful. So when something blows up and, and is a success, oftentimes we run into inventory constraints. And so knowing how, we, knowing how to navigate that in the future is going to be a major push within the grommet's walls. Another factor is, is it a little bit novel, right? Is it, it's not total novelty in that it's, you know, something trendy like a unicorn mug, for example, but it is something that is novel in, in its idea and its purpose. And it is solving a problem. We like products that are functional. We like products to have purpose in our life. And that's, that's one of the things that we are really looking for. Um, it also helps when we can tell a, a rich story or build rich content around the product. And you'll be seeing a lot more of that coming out of our platform in the next year or two. But you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's not, it's not totally predictable. We could launch something that we think is, is okay and, and is a nice catalog ad, and it could totally take off. Or you could launch something that you think is going to be a really big hit and it won't be successful. I think a good example of that actually is, you know, products on, on crowdfunding campaigns aren't always successful on crowdfunding campaigns, but that doesn't mean they don't have a market for their product. That doesn't mean that their product can't be successful on the Gromit's platform. And we, we actually see that f- fairly often is that sometimes products just aren't, don't make it big on, on say Kickstarter, but they can actually be great successes on the Gromit's platform. It depends who you're reaching. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up the crowdfunding side. I mean, what role do you think crowdfunding will play in 2019 for the Gromit? Well, crowdfunding is actually one of 10 values that the Gromit curates by. Sort of guidelines to, to featuring out and selecting products for our audiences. You know, we know that our back in 2008, when Jules and Joanne founded the Gromit, they knew that people were shopping more by their values, right? So think of products that are made in the USA, products that are sustainably manufactured. Maybe they come from an underrepresented entrepreneur. Maybe they are made for a lifetime. That's actually a new one that we've added in the last two or three years. Um, and so as far as crowdfunding goes, this was another one of, this is, you know, this is a place for, on our site, it's a place for proven or products that have been on crowdfunding platforms have had successful crowdfunding platforms and have gone on to come to come to our platform. So it's sort of the tried and true of of the crowdfunding platforms on our site. And we have about just under 400 products from those sites live on site today. Like I said, we only launched one product today. So this isn't a marketplace. This is a more curated selection of items from those platforms. As far as 2019 goes, we'll continue to mine this space. We'll continue to try and make connections there. But makers in this space are also, they run the gamut. I could talk to someone today and they won't be ready for three years. And, and that's very common, right? You see that in, uh, in a lot of press or blogs talking about how frustrated some customers are about the lack of progress that they've made in trying to get you know, different types of makers of products to respond because they were unprepared. So it's, it's interesting to navigate that space. Um, it will always play a role as far as the Gromit's concerned and in, in helping us to find new products and helping us to identify tomorrow's next big hits or wins. No, I mean, I think it's really interesting for our listeners. So what should 
crowdfunding project creators who want to launch on the Gromit know? So I think the first thing is that um, your success on crowdfunding does not necessarily indicate success on our platform. We also can't help you if you are not ready for market, right? So you might, we get a lot of people reaching out with their Kickstarter campaign because we, they want us to, to talk about it or promote it, but we can't do that. We might contribute a few dollars to help them reach their goal if we think it's worthwhile. We've had budgets for that in the past, but it's, I can't help you until you have a viable product or until you're very close to having one. I also think it's important to know that planning goes into a big part of this, right? Some people plan for a year, some people plan for six months. Don't just throw it up. Just because you put it up there doesn't mean, just because you build it doesn't mean they will come. There's, there is an art and science to this. And, and while we like to see that third-party validation, it's not the key determining factor of your success on our platform or our interest in your product. We know that there's a lot that goes into this and, um, you know, take it seriously, try and build up. I think what's really important and and what I think some other folks in this space, in the startup space have talked about a lot is, you know, focus on your neighborhood, have people root for for you. Because if you don't have that, who's going to root for you in, in the kind of big, bad world of retail? We would like to see products be supported by their own individual networks and, and friends and family. Absolutely. So what tips would you give to someone who is about to launch a crowdfunding project and wants to bring their product you know, to market successfully? If you're about to launch a crowdfunding campaign, it, I guess it depends. You might have a couple of reasons for doing it. You might be using it as a means of getting funding for inventory or capital for or capital equipment, right? Some kind of large tooling that needs to be done. You might be doing it because you are trying to just market the product. The product is ready to go. You could realistically ship it tomorrow, but you're trying to create a little bit of marketing traction. Um, and we're kind of seeing a little bit more of that, I think, overall, right? Products are a little bit more ready. They're coming even out of bigger companies that are trying to use this platform as a creative way to bring product to market. Don't be discouraged if it's not successful here, right? Much like any pitch goes, just because you're not successful, successful here doesn't mean you won't be successful in the future. Doesn't mean that there isn't a market for your product. The audience, you know, the audience for Kickstarter is very different than the audience for the Grauman is very different for the audience for QVC or, or some other retailer. That's not unusual. Try and do something that's different from anyone else, right? If you're going to invest your time into creating a business, really try and solve a problem in a creative way. We, as the Gromit, we focus on consumer products. So that's our core interest. We don't do apps or software. We do look at hardware and tech, obviously, but keep that in mind. What I'm finding more and more as I as I work in this job and and what I've been doing over the last five years is just frankly being nice to people is 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 pretty much how it will get you far, right? Just being responsive and being on top of things. And it's, it's very hard to stay organized and be responsive and, and keep a well-oiled machine running if you're doing this by yourself. And so it, it hire an intern, find a couple of people who are willing to help you because you will need the help if this is successful. Even if it's not successful, you're going to need the help or at least someone to <laughs> have a drink with after when, you, when you're thinking about the next idea. A shoulder to cry on, right? A shoulder to cry on. You got it. Awesome, Ryan. Well, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Let's try it. All right. So what inspired you to work with entrepreneurs? I decided to work with the Gromit because, and entrepreneurs because I was looking to make more of an impact on the world. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Ooh. Today, it might be Elon Musk. In years past, it probably would have been someone like Ben Franklin. 
Nice. All right. So say you're with Musk and you're having a nice cup of coffee or a drink with, uh, what would be your first question for him? Do you think you're better than Thomas Edison? <laughs> there we go. All right. So what's your favorite grommet product of all time? My favorite product is an item called Mural. Have you heard of Mural? Maybe. It is a picture frame, digital picture frame that's connected to a library of artwork, right? So depending on that particular day and your mood and feeling, you could access this these thousands of pieces of art from classics to indie works to even in some cases, I think they might have gifts on there, but just all kinds of artwork, depending on the mood you want to set in your room. And it's all gesture controlled, which I thought was a pretty cool kind of now real world technology that that is accessible well, accessible in some ways, right? If you're an art collector, you might be really interested in this. It's a little bit more, it's definitely more on the high end side. And I'm not sure if it's live on the grommet anymore, but this was one of my favorite pieces. It also surprised us in terms of how well it did on our platform, our audience. It really resonated nicely with our audience and made for a, one of those big wow gifts um, a couple holidays ago. Nice. What's the last book you read? The last book I read was... The Tattooist, which was based on an, the experiences of, uh, well, a tattooist in, in Auschwitz um, during World War II, um, which, which was a little, a little deeper, a little bit uh, more on a somber note. Um, currently, I'm reading a book called Subliminal, which is sort of a little bit more about how our brain responds to um, subliminal messaging, whether it's, you know, through music or through, well, I'm just starting. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of learning. So that that's another one that I'm, I'm t- checking out. Awesome. Ryan, what's your favorite crowdfunding project? My favorite crowdfunding project today, I think it's the everyday calendar. Have you heard of the everyday calendar? Have you seen this recently? I have. I love how she connects the the maker of this product, um, this woman who had, I think, a, a brain condition of some kind. But she connects with our with her with the audience so strongly and and on such a human level that you can't help but feel for her and and be interested in in the in the work that she's doing, the project she's trying to bring to life. Um, I'm sure right now she's overwhelmed with with or inundated with responses from other people and other blogs that, or or sites that want to work with her. I know I'm one of them. But I, I just love how she has created something a little different. It's creative, but it's functional. And she herself is is very relatable. And I thought that I think that that makes for a really good campaign. That's what we do with the grommet. That that speaks to our audience too. Awesome. Last question, Ryan. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think you'll see a little bit more in equity crowdfunding as that begins to grow. Um, we know that that's more in its infancy stages, but that's that's important. I do think that. Kickstarter, Indiegogo, these platforms are in a unique position to get more into retail if that's of their interest. I'm pretty sure it is on the Indiegogo side. That could make for some difficult competition, right? They're start they're helping to to help they're helping makers be successful too. I think it will continue to be part of our everyday kind of day-to-day world as far as getting products funded. I don't see that changing. I just wonder what their roles will be and how much more it'll be adopted outside of the audience that they already have. If they'll get outside of more of the early adopter phase and move into kind of the early majority or the, you know, the later adopters, if we can convince those kinds of people to buy into new products, because that's, that's good for everybody. Absolutely. Ryan, this has been awesome. This is your opportunity to give us your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. I recommend checking out the Gromit. The holidays have passed, but we will be here. We're here to 
help you find the next innovative idea, whether it comes from a, an independent entrepreneur, maybe it's made in the USA, maybe it is backed by a lifetime guarantee. But any day, any time of the year, we have something new for you to check out. And I'm here to help you get onto that site and be part of what we do. Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the grommet and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, the Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. And if you like this episode as much as I did, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Ryan, thank you so much for being on Art of the Kickstart. Happy to be here, Roy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you again next week.